go. We're rolling. Is it is it me again for real? Yes. Well, who else is it gonna be? Welcome to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, episode eight. Brought to you Podcast. by Jonathan Everett coming to you live from Cannon Beach, Oregon. Bro, I can see Haystack Rock. <laughs> I'm um coming from my bedroom. I just woke up like five minutes ago. I'm extremely tired. That's about it. Josh. I'm coming from my living room. I can see my son playing FIFA. FIFA. Fantastic. Burnley. And who who are you? I'm Randy. Who am I? Who do I where do I get off? Is your name Randy or Randall? Uh, my birth certificate says Randall, but with one L. Because oh. my mom didn't know how to properly spell it. She said, Did, didn't know how to properly spell it or was doing peyote. <laughs> I'm going to say probably not doing peyote. Okay. Just asking. I mean, it's a fair this question. Time. What's your middle name? James. What's your social security number? <laughs> one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's a good time. All right. So oh thank you for joining us for the eighth edition of the, the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Um, another week of no soccer, unless you're in Belarus, um, in which case all of those people are going to get COVID-19 uh, at some point here. Uh, I'm confident of it. Um, but we want to keep ourselves honest. Uh, and there are three things that we have continually brought up on the, the podcast in multiple episodes. And we say it like it's brand new every time. So if you ever hear us mention the reason why Randy became a Timbers fan and the chant for Khalif Al-Hassan for a reserves match, send us a tweet and let us know <laughs> that we have uh, committed transgressions against uh, the podcasting universe. Uh Two, if I ever talk uh, about getting my knees wet at the Key Bank Club from the rain in the old stadium versus the new construction, send a tweet. Uh, and then also, if we talk about the no pity chant um, one more time about how we don't like it, uh, we need to save that conversation for when it actually happens when someone gets really injured. So let us know. Engage with us on social media, and one of us will pay attention to it three days later and finally respond. Sorry, Carrie. Yeah, and then I'll respond and have to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we do have a few things to talk about on uh, this episode, and Randy would love it if you would uh, start us off by talking about Garber uh, and his um, saying, we're playing a full season. Yeah, um, Donnie thinks we're still going to play a full season. Um, this was... Uh... I don't know, like seven days ago, eight days ago, but he, he's hoping that we're going to just push on. Everything's going to clear up. Um, he's predicting that we could move everything back to the way it was before um, last season. So we could have the final in December again. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. How's that going to happen? I, well, I mean, the same way it happened before. It'll happen with, well, yeah, a really compacted <laughs> schedule, I guess. I know. that's It's going to be, I think we were talking about this already, but... Yeah, it's going to be crazy with a compacted schedule. Like last year was crazy. This will be twice as crazy or three times as crazy. But for everyone, so they had, not just us. Right, for everyone. Right. They had, I know they, well, while the season was still on, they they mandated more private jets for some of the flights. So I imagine they'll probably um, do that again if, if we resume. 
to make it easier on the players. I think that was a health concern the first time, but maybe they'll do it this time. Yeah, so and I am all set and coach. Night to the coach seats after playing a soccer game. I can't even imagine like on a cross country. I can't even do coach on a on a three hour um, after just drinking. Uh, so. You should donate. A, you should donate a plane to them. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Dip into uh, your dip into your walking around money and uh, yeah, <laughs> you could be their jersey sponsor, or we can get. Oh, why don't you just rename the KeyBank Club after you? Yeah, dude, when I walk around with the dogs, I just have money guns that just spray the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting hundos everywhere. Um, um, but no, I think they um, I think they will also play through the international breaks. And uh, again, I like playing through international breaks because I think it's fantastic for young players to get a chance to shine in a first team where they might not usually get that opportunity. Uh, but I mean, there's l- literally no other way to do it other than a compacted schedule and play through the international breaks. Assuming there's international breaks at this point, I don't know. At least we understand how it feels right. from last season. But yeah, it's um, good luck, everyone. <laughs> so the Athletic had an article about a lot of MLS teams are cutting pay for staff, um, which does not include the players yet. Um, they brought up an interesting point. The, the contracting or the collective bargaining agreement does not have a, what they call a force majeure clause. So they don't have a clause that says if something out of our control happens, you know, you can get out of this contract or whatever. So they don't have um, a built-in mechanism for that. Um, they also had an article on one of the things that they think is going to be the most difficult part of finishing the EPL season um, or seasons in Europe is that a lot of player contracts have a hard deadline for ending on, I think it's June 30th. And, oh, so they're able to like go on vacation or? Yeah. And so they're predicting, you know, a lot of people not wanting to resign. Um, well, first of all, clubs aren't going to be ready to renegotiate contracts like that. Um, and so one of the things that they could do is have a temporary contract, but then they're predicting pushback from some players who aren't going to want to get injured during that temporary time. Um, yeah. So it just sounds like one giant mess. Most no, it of the, sounds really organized. It's going to be great. <laughs> they have this thing in, in some of the European countries called frustration, which is um, FIFA? Which something I get. Uh, no, it's like a legal term. Uh, that means if there's, if there's some thing, something happens that prevents you from being able to fulfill or enforce a contract, um, it can, you can stop being bound by it, but it's called frustration. They think that might, they might be able to apply that in some cases, but that's kind of an interesting term for it. Uh, if any one of our listeners happens to have access to a professional player's contract and they don't mind sending <laughs> along to portlandvanity at gmail.com, I would love to read it because I read a lot of contracts all the time. <clears throat> uh, and um, I got one I'm, later on. Do you, <laughs> professional player of what? Like eating like hot dogs? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my, I would love to read it and see uh, if there's any kind of call out for something like a pandemic in an existing player contract. Or is this going to rewrite how we do contracts? Well, the MLS, according to the athletic, MLS has nothing like that in in any of the contracts. Well, why would you have that? That's such a vague thing that you know, no one even assumed this would happen. 
Like, so my old job in terms of contracting, uh, I worked at a, a, a 200 doc IPA in San Francisco and with our software hosting, uh, vendor, we specifically requested in our contract that they have natural disaster insurance and clauses for our data and infrastructure with like multiple redundant like locations. And, um, we specifically requested that they not have our data centers hosted in the Bay Area due to earthquake uh, issues, and we wanted it somewhere else. Uh, and then, so they hosted us out of New Jersey, but that's when the hurricane went through all those years ago that knocked out all the power to the data center and our entire network went down. So <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty mental, but like stuff like that is like written into contracts. Like the amount of stuff, even now in my current job where... Um, you know, you're reading through and looking at the details, like there's a ton of random little things. And so I wonder if any player anywhere in the world has that written in. Yeah, I'm a little bit shocked that MLS doesn't have that being the sing- single entity um, that they didn't have something like that built into it already. Also, that was a total missed opportunity by us to name our podcast multiple redundancy. <laughs> not too late to change it um uh but yeah it's just it's just interesting in terms of contracting and uh and how that's going to change or for an insurance policy so like if a player gets injured and a team you know calls for an insurance policy and they cash in on it because they have to pay the player anyway uh, but they're not playing so do they now have that for you know pandemics and then you know everyone remembers how it took the world health organization a long time to name it a pandemic. So like the legal language for any of this stuff is going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> I will nerd out all day. Oh, long. sorry. I just fell asleep. What's, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Whatever guys, whatever. Good times. Yeah. Did you guys watch that? Um, Rich will Borchers pregame show talking about the MLS cup. Ooh, I sure oh. did. Well, then talk about it. Josh, did you watch it? Oh, wait, I can already no, answer that. No, I don't watch anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh does not do his homework, his yeah. PSVP homework. Listen, when I stopped school like 20-something years ago, that was the last time I did homework. I vowed to never do it again. All right. Is, re- is watching soccer videos really homework? Doing yeah. anything About- Randy tells me to do is homework. <laughs> all right all right well i'll start i mean again i am the liam ridgewell's uh biggest fan and um uh i think i've made him physically uncomfortable during our many meetings uh at the random bars and you know whatnot um uh no uh it was it was fun to see him uh back again in terms of you know the interview with him nat borchers and randy who was the interviewer jake seven jake seven i always forget that name but it was cool to see him uh come back and do a recap of the the mls cup final along with nat borchers and they were doing zoom uh or some equivalent of zoom which uh sidebar speaking of zoom did you guys see that there's some windows password vulnerability that some I did see that. Like, it's like a complete data breach. Yeah, where they can get your Windows password and then start to install applications on your machine. And it's apparently pretty easy. The only um, 
thing where you would know that it's happening is it would pop up with a, do you want to install this application uh, prompt? Pretty interesting. I was reading it last night. Um, along with Wait contract. a second. You're, you're saying there's some sort of Windows security problem? Yeah. <laughs> that is a shocker. Uh, anyway, um, so it was uh, it was really fun to to see again, you know, see Ridgewell again and um, hear what he was talking about. And uh, I uh, in in my job, it's my job to find uh, it's I ask like objection handling uh, or objection questions or trap setting questions and try to get uh, people caught. Uh, and so I always listen to things that may be inconsistent. And one of them is uh, where Ridgewell was talking about. Um, the, the, the turning point of the season, the question was like, at what point did you guys think this was real and you guys would be able to challenge? And he talked about the summer game against the LA galaxy as being the turning point. Uh, and I went back and I looked cause I was like, that's not right. Uh, and it wasn't, uh, and, uh, the galaxy hammered the timbers five to nothing, uh, during that summer. Uh, but then the Tim gotcha. Yeah. Ridgewell, <laughs> how does it feel to be dumb? <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, but uh, what he, the game he was talking about was in October when the Timbers destroyed the Galaxy five to two with the uh, famous Diego Chara header uh, against Donovan. Riggins. So he got the he had the right game. He just got the time frame wrong. But the thing about Ridgewell is his summer lasts. Is it was like two months longer than everyone else's summer. He's working on a different calendar than we are. Uh, I guess that's fair. Uh, that would be summertime for him, considering he didn't show up for the first two months of the season. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Oh. I, I got to tell you, after after you know your opinion of him was that he could do no wrong, and my opinion of him was that I really loved his contributions in the beginning of his time with us. But then as time went on, um, I became pretty much disillusioned with his clockwork pulling up injured in the middle of the summertime and spending all his time on his boat. Um, I, yeah, I completely agree with Randy on that. Gretchen, one. Gretchen called it once we were watching a game and it was like late spring and she's like, well, it's just about time for, for Ridgewell to pull up injured. And that literal game, he pulled up injured. And then that was, we didn't see him for another couple that months. Was the game that he like walked off the field. Oh yeah. He walked off the field, off the like pitch. What looked like a minor. And, but anyway. recording a podcast here. Um, Gretchen does the homework. You don't do the homework. My point was that I, after watching this interview, um, he's such a, he's so likable and he has so much charisma that I, I'm ready to forget to forgive him for everything that he's ever done. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys owned a pretty sick boat and you lived like near a lake <laughs> and you had a lot of money and you grew up in England where the weather is shit. Like, you know, I'm one of those out of the year. Um, and then you get to like Portland where the summers are really beautiful. Like, would you not fake an injury? I would. I wouldn't. I mean, they, I mean, it's hard work that those guys do, but they're not like they're not. They don't practice for eight hours a day. No, he's playing football in summer anyways. Yeah. He just wanted to go chill on the, on the boat, man. It's, it's his off yeah. season. I think it's fair. <laughs> I think we should have paid right. him double. Um, <laughs> aside from all the the sarcasm, um, uh, Ridgewell, uh, me and uh, that is again me and Brianna, our favorite player, and um, 
uh, it's fun. Again, I am a sucker for English accents and slang. And so is like my highlight of that interview they just did was when Ridgewell was talking about uh, the bottles hitting Wallace in the corner flag and how he called it proper football. Yeah, that was great. Loved it. Was quality chuck and beer bottles, and then he called them right ding dongs. You called it. You called it proper, Liam. I mean, like you, did you, you guys were all right with that. I mean, how, how are you feeling when stuff's getting thrown at you? Loved it. It was quality. I thought, you know, I just thought, well, what a way to start the game. You know, they were all, you know, we've had some right ding dongs down there when we've gone to sort of Columbus. You know, uh, and uh, I could just I could play that on repeat all day. And it would be brand new every time. Yeah. That was pure gold. Yeah. And then that kind of coincides with uh, Borchers where uh, he was talking about how he wanted to sip a beer uh, that was being chucked onto the... the... Uh, Play carries on, you know, score the goal and everything kind of just stopped. It was just like, and it was like madness behind us because that's where our supporters were. But then where we were going to, to, to celebrate, it was just nothing. And then they started throwing the the beer cans. And, and uh, I remember trying to catch them. I think it was, it was <laughs> Bud Light or Coors Light. I was like trying to catch them. Uh, and I was thinking about taking a sip and I was like, well, we've got another, what, uh, 80 minutes left in this game or so. <laughs> Again, I think we're, uh, chucking beers and beverages onto the, the pitch. Like there's definitely a piece of me that wants to do it. Uh, but there's also, you know, the other 95% of me that's like, Ooh, probably not a good idea. Yeah. Well then we couldn't be on our high horse. I don't want to be on <laughs> looking the down at the rest horse. of this. Fight we can't look down at LAFC for constantly having that problem. Remember when we had defense? <laughs> no, actually, no, we've always been. Kind of, we, well, we, we were like so much season. stronger with them. Borchers and Ridgewell as one uh, defending, uh, like essential defense. There's, I don't think I've seen a better uh, center back pairing um, uh, ever. What about Steven, I, really? Steven Taylor I and what was the other Taylor that we had? Jermaine Taylor. Jermaine Taylor. What about a pairing of Steven Taylor and Jermaine Taylor? <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> the own goal kings. Um. Uh, it was it was definitely fun to see them reminisce about the game itself and how uh, you know between Borchers and Ritual they were very excited to just be central defenders uh, and how that's what they love to do is just straight up defend and uh, again there's like real passion like behind both of them when they were talking about it and uh, I thought that was pretty cool uh, and they weren't even just talking about that game specifically but the whole season but then how it got into the game and. How they were saying Kamara was the only person with any real threats throughout the entire game from an offensive perspective for Columbus. And, uh, but otherwise, it was, they didn't call it easy, but they certainly implied that it was easy uh, in terms of how they were talking about it. Any, yeah, I, you- I can remember what, when, it, when it came time to play those guys, um, I wasn't worried about it. I, I kind of just thought we were going to win because we had played them earlier in the season at their home and we had won and, and they never really presented a problem to us there. And I was like, this is going to be good for us. The other thing that I would call out to is I, uh, you know, obviously after winning the championship game and they're reminiscing about that, where it's like, you know, Ridgewell, you could tell he still had a, a deep love for the Portland Timbers uh, and specifically the army. And he was talking about how he had wished 
he could have, you know, we could have, uh, or they could have won, uh, you know, that game in front of a home crowd. And they're like, well, where did you feel about the crowd away? And he's like, it's still, he's like, that's Portland Timbers. That's what you get when you're a Timbers. Like the, 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 the fans will be there. The traveling support will be there. And that was cool. Yeah. Louder than if you listen to that broadcast, they are louder. It's all Timbers chants. You can't really hear any Ohio supporters. You can't hear anything Columbus at all. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and they can't use the argument about, yeah, on trifecta sometimes if there's a disagreement or about crowd size or chant loudness uh, volumes they they love to bring up oh they're they're mics specifically to, to bring the army make the army louder in providence park and so <laughs> it's certainly not the case in ohio um at mount Frey stadium sorry um, we don't use yeah. a megaphone uh, in, uh, whatever. Randy, can you please explain what trifecta is? Oh, Cascadia trifecta. It's a really annoying Facebook group where Sounders and Whitecaps fans and Timbers fans, um, shit posts. And not basically. me. It's, it's, well, it's basically like Sounders and, and, um, Timbers fans and like two Whitecaps fans <laughs> and, and people you don't even really, it's not even a lot of Whitecaps shit posting because everybody feels bad for them. Yeah. Do you remember that one kid on Cascadia Trifecta that was a Sounders fan that was trying to be all tough guy aggro and wanted, you know, hooligan supporters fights between uh, Sounders and Timbers fans because that's why the international leagues and teams don't respect us? And everyone <laughs> I don't was remember like, that. Everyone's like, what did you just say? That doesn't they make any sense. probably got laughed out of there pretty fast. Oh man, it was some of the worst internet bullying I've ever seen, uh, and uh, and he was getting bullied pretty hardcore. But he was engaging right back because he was like, "This is why." He's like, "We need to fight." And then someone went through, you know, when they start doing going through their Facebook posts from before, and it shows him as like a fourteen year old kid with like spray painted hair, not really dyed for like Sounders <laughs> colors, and they were posting that. And it's like this kid wants to fight you. Um, and <laughs> it was, and the best part, it wasn't just us. It was everybody, uh, from I all three that. teams. It, it was, I felt bad for like a second. Uh, and then I was like, this kid's kind of a dick. So, um, <laughs> I hope he goes to Russia and joins a hooligan fighting firm. And that happened on the Shrewsbury page. Also, they, um, on the, one of the supporters groups, they um, posted a picture of, I forgot what team it was, but it was like all their little like casual kids. And they're all just wearing like, you know, like their Adidas, like suits or whatever, their little track suits. And they're all trying to be all posing tough together, saying they're going to kick our asses. <laughs> and serious? it was just a bunch of like old Shrewsbury guys, like just laughing at them. It was hilarious. <laughs> I just, I'll never get that. Like I, so I, I hate Red Sox fans, um, but I like people. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, you yeah. Uh, and uh, I, you know, growing up in New Jersey as a Yankees fan, like you, like I understand like the, the, the hatred part of it from a sporting perspective, but do I really want to go fight people over a sporting event? Like, no, like what is wrong with you? No, yeah, like during the match or before or after, always talk shit. Yeah. But yeah, but but I'll still hang out with you. You know, like it's it's fun Which having that little blessing. element fun, but it's not gonna actually like manifest itself in the fighting. That's 
aren't we adults? Yeah, I, I don't mind fighting to defend myself or friends or whatever given scenario. Um, but in to pick a fight over a sports uh, team as a grown ass adult, like, come on. Uh, anyway, I think we talked about that should also be a, a, a siren sound if we bring that up again, uh, unless it's relevant. Uh, I think I complained okay. about that twice before. So I think we can move on to the uh, to the actual game review and game review just for fun. Josh, where just were for you fun. for the Timbers Columbus crew? I was at Reverend's in Selwood with my darling child and her mother, and we watched the match while eating some barbecue, and it was delightful. And at, what was it? Was it 26 seconds? 28 seconds? What? How many seconds was it? Oh, 27. 27 seconds! 27 seconds in, Margo went apeshit because... Of that beautiful goal. And, How old was Margo um, at the time? S- seven months. <laughs> Come on. Something like Margo that. Margo went apeshit at that. Don't you mean Margo's yeah, well, parents went apeshit? Oh, well, I did. And then I have, no, I have this little video of her like screaming her head off. It's so, you know that, that picture, that's that her, video that's of her like. normal state though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember could... that, you know that picture of the little kid flipping off the um, camera yes, or flipping yeah. off the fans. And he's like, I don't know what sport it is, but like, that's like how happy Margot was. <laughs> like she was freaking out. It was pretty funny. And she's wearing her little scarf and her little Timbers outfit. She had the time of her life. She remembers it fondly. Yes. Right. I have a lot of memories from being seven months old myself. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can remember uh, both of you guys being seven months old because I'm so old. Oh, Randy, <laughs> what's life like on the other side of being dead? <laughs> I don't have a funny comeback for that. Sorry, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I just took a little too far, didn't I? I understand. It's cool. Don't get COVID nineteen, so- Randy. Dried there's, and withered, I'd be crying right now. Yeah, there is an age group that I believe that you are a part of that's probably not a good spot. Anyway, um, I... Screw uh, you, Jonathan. I'm not in that age group yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, for the final, um, uh, Brianna and I had just flown home on a direct flight from Tokyo to Portland on Delta Airlines, which I had crushed a bunch of booze, uh, got home... Landed, um, actually opposite quarter there, landed, got home, uh, picked up dogs, and then uh, came home just in time for the game. And uh, she went straight to sleep because, you know, jet lag and, and crazy. And, and I watched and I was trying to like be silent when the 27 second masterpiece happened. But uh, I mean, me and Josh have some memories from that. But I mean, Randy. You must have the best memories because you're old. <laughs> Sadly, they've Everything's all, a memory. I've forgotten all of them. Um, <laughs> I did. We bought our we bought our tickets the the night of that second game in Dallas. Um, we watched it at, at our friend's house, Derek Hello, and um, left his house and went home and bought airplane tickets before we had game tickets. Um, and then we missed out on the first three, I think rounds of uh, opportunities where they opened up tickets for um, 
people to buy members of the T 107 us um we totally missed out because you would log on to go and and you know by the time you got by the time you refreshed your page it was sold out already um so we were a little bit stressed uh, about going to columbus without tickets but um even at that point on it wasn't SeatGeek; it was whatever the other one was StubHub. um they were selling they were selling regular tickets for i feel like it was like 50 to 80 bucks you could still get a seat so we weren't so cheap last last case scenario um or worst case scenario i knew that we would just we would just get a ticket somewhere and go um yeah, that it was at that point my my bubble kind of burst a little bit because I was like, "This is you know, this is amazing. This is a, a world, you know, a big huge world event." And then it was like, "Oh, tickets to this are fifty dollars. <laughs> Probably game. not as important as <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so, but um, we did end up getting tickets um, in the last round. They released some tickets in the corner, which was not technically in the um, Timbers Army section. That stadium has like rounded corners in a couple of places and it's a little bit of a different entrance point and they don't blend together, they're separated. But uh, instead of sitting there, we went and stood behind the railing at the top of the, the um, Timbers Army section and it was a fabulous, fabulous location to watch the game. It was basically like watching it from where we do we're you know low, watching it from lower two hundred five or maybe even lower probably. Um, there's not a bad seat in that stadium. Um, any talk that they the pre-court made about they needed to upgrade the stadium, you know, was is just absolute nonsense because there's nothing wrong with that stadium. It's fine. It's a soccer specific stadium. Like it's yeah. new. It's like what twenty years old. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they I, had the, they had the fire on the scoreboard, but that was about it. Yeah, Not while we were there. I mean, I just can't even begin to think how a twenty-year-old stadium could already be obsolete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't fancy by any stretch, but it was perfectly service serviceable, and and there was you know, I mean, if you're unless you're like hung up on like amenities like the Key Bank Club, there's no way you couldn't have fun there watching a game, bro. You can junk talk KeyBank all you want to. It is glorious. Um, and anyone who has never been to KeyBank who listens to this, let me know. And and maybe one day you'll get to come hang out. Don't let them. Don't let them know. I meant no. You don't ever get to come hang out. So we're we're up at top up at top and. Um, that thing, it happened so fast. You know, everyone were still cheering from the, you know, the kickoff and, and it goes in and you're like, did it go in? Cause it's at the opposite end and like something's surely that's not a goal. That's not, it's, it's, it's inconceivable. And it, it was a goal and we were like, what? we were just like, we spazzed out. Yeah. We totally spazzed out of that whole North end or South end at that point it was just completely cuckoo. I bet. <laughs> very, very, very riveting uh, content. Yes. Wait, what game are you talking about? You know, everyone was spazzing out. You go up one zero, and that's a great place to be in the in a cup match, and you're 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 freaking out, and everyone's having the blast. And in the second goal, we went even more whoa, crazy. Whoa, whoa, and Rodney. and uh, I'm, I'm jumping up and down, and there's a guy standing right next to me, and I grab his hand and I start 
you know, pumping his hand and I'm like shaking his hand and I'm like, you know, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And then I'm, <laughs> as I'm doing this, I'm like, why isn't this guy I'm getting a weird vibe from him? And turns out he wasn't a Timbers fan. He was just, <laughs> a, he was a Columbus fan who had gone to that end of the field for some reason to watch. He, he wasn't being aggro. He wasn't engaging, but um, I c- kind of rubbed him the wrong way, but um, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, you'd think that like the people around you are, you know, this in the same mindset. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure like, why he was there at that point in the game, watching from that point of view. Cause all the action, well, maybe I, I know why I was there. He's hoping for a goal to be scored at, at this end. Oh yeah. But, uh, so yeah. he could be a right ding dong and Chuck beers. Right. Ding dong. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, I did that with, um, I think it was, it was me and Dan Morgan did that. Um, like a few years ago in Seattle, we we just like would hover around the Seattle section just to like fuck with them during like you know like in their opener when they like when they bring everyone out and they say everyone's name and we just like sat there and booed everyone who came out and it really pissed <laughs> like pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> oh, that's funny, but um. From the the moment we we pulled up to the stadium and we got dropped off, it was um, it was pretty amazing because there was just a sea of uh, green jerseys. They had, had there were a couple panel trucks there. Um, there were some like old couches just sitting out in the parking lot. There was free food. There was free beer. Um, it was it was it was an amazing experience. Just um, I was really floored by the way that um, who paid for supporters. that brought it um 107 is i know they had they had some businesses donate things um and i i think i can't recall but i think they had some fundraising thing but i think they said between between anything that wasn't donated 107 is uh figured out a way to make it happen and it, it was it was it was amazing it was great so you're saying that they they spend the fans money on themselves yeah, all your dues went to get me yeah, all that money. Free catered food. For me to drink ciders. Yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't have ciders. That's that was disappointing. But it was a much different experience than uh, what we. I kind of thought it was going to be similar in Atlanta, but that was that was not the same uh, uh, experience. Atlanta was awful for the for the cup. Um, just the weather ruined everything. I, I, I mean, I imagine the. The parking lot they had acquired or secured to throw the party would have been fun um, if it wasn't torrential rain. But the summer game during the regular season in Atlanta was fantastic. There was a a joint TA uh, Terminus Legion party in the Gulch, uh, which is a parking lot area. And that was awesome. Uh, uh, Everyone hanging out together, having a good time. It was like a $5 donation and you got to have unlimited jello shots and beers. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, it was, that was a game uh, to, to forget in terms of uh, behavior of myself. Um, <laughs> and um, it was really cool, though. It started like, you know, there was like a, a random thunderstorm, which is very common in the Southeast that time of the year. And everyone from Atlanta was like trying to run and duck under, you know, cover. And the TA people started just jumping and chanting the let it rain, let it pour. Um, and nice. 
yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, no, the, I don't know why they had us separated this at the at the cup. Um, I, I don't think that was a Timbers Army thing. I think that was, uh, from what I heard, I think I thought that was uh, that came from Atlanta. That the reason why we were in a completely different um, parking lot from the Atlanta tailgate. Yeah, I don't know because again, it worked really well during the summer. Yeah, um, and it, and and that's something. I, everybody that I met in in Columbus was just a, you know, a really gracious host and nice people and walking through the parking lot and they're inviting you to have a beer, have some food with them at their tailgate. Everybody was super cool. Um, that would have been a nice be. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Randy, so uh, like I'm going to be talking about this from watching um, the, the online version of this game and you got to see it and experience it in real life, which again, I can't imagine, um, you know, being there for winning a cup final. Uh, but my, my favorite moment, uh, I think of the rebroadcast was in the first minute. And again, that British announcer or whatever, uh, and he called in a very Heart- different era. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the the Heartlanders versus the hipsters. It is so fitting that MLS Cup 2-0 happens right here. It's an MLS original against a new breed. The Heartlanders against the hipsters. Lemon and lime. And so it begins. Uh, is how he <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the match. And I was like, well, it's, it's not entirely incorrect. Um, yeah. But so... Uh, you know, watching. I think he had to write that. You think he wrote that himself, or they had some? I, I think that was definitely a writer. Uh, yeah. Put that down. Hotlanders versus the hipsters, and you're like, what did you say? Um, <laughs> um, but so I mean, the stealth bomber goal was just amazing. And so, what was that like in real life? Columbus seeking to win it for the second time in their team history. Portland for their first. Second final ever here at Maffrey Stadium. The last one was in a very different era. Steve Clark has had an absolute shocker. And Diego Valeri is handed a gift. What a dream start for the Timbers. Well, I mean, again, it was it was it happened so fast. Everyone was incredulous and you and you know, I was watching it and I still couldn't, you know, my memory now to be honest is more of watching the replays from the from the game footage than it was while it happened because you just you couldn't couldn't you couldn't really tell what was going on during the match and it was just confusing and yeah all my emotion and joy now is keyed to the to the replay footage from the, the broadcast because I've seen that so many times for that specific goal I, I mean, I do remember it being a very joyful occasion. <laughs> I mean, that thing, it was just like, you couldn't believe, the, could not believe the good luck that we had to score that early in the match. That was, that was not luck, was, man. That was a stealth bomber. That was all precision. Hang on a second. What? You should tell them about Timber Joey near the end. Remember when I was pacing oh, yeah. around? <laughs> we can hear everything. That That's awesome. why I said, hang on. I know, but we can hear it into the mic. It's hilarious. Yeah. There's well, no I need can, to whisper because we I can, can barely hear, hear her. Picking her up. I don't. The mic doesn't pick up my sound, and so I can't. I can barely hear her because I have those over-the-ear headphones. Uh, on. Yeah. Talk I, about Timber Joey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a perfect outtake. Right. So, 
<laughs> one thing that was pretty awesome was at, at one point it's in the middle of the game and uh, it's towards the end and I, we're still up. Right. But it, it got kind of, you know, it, it got kind of hectic there towards the end and um, standing beside us without really, without us really even realizing um, Timber Joey was standing beside us at this, you know, at, at behind the railing and, and we're like, we, you know, we did kind of like a double take and we're like, what's going on? And then we, we talked to him and it was like, Hey man. And he's like, why aren't you in here? And he's like, I, I can't, I can't stand there. I can't, I'm too nervous. It was, it was pretty, it was, uh, it was good. It was fun. Very I watched a, an away game with him at the bar, uh, where it was like the official Timbers, you know, watch party somewhere in Portland. It's crazy how into it he really is. But yeah, he was a, he was a wreck. It wasn't it wasn't an act. He was he was a wreck. He was like beside himself with anxiety trying to yeah trying to watch this. Yeah, he's uh, like we were at that when he was. I mean, obviously we we had all been boozing, and uh, he he was just like man, these boys got to pick this up. And I was like, wow, you are still really into it. Like we're down three to nothing. Like this is not good. Like it's an 80th <laughs> minute, dude. Um, but I'm like, just enjoy your, enjoy your sauce, man. Um, what game uh, was that? I don't remember. It was a few years ago. Uh, but it, like he was still like that into it and that intense. And I was like, I, it's, it's a whole little different level for me. So just some of my, uh, my highlights in there was the, um, I can't remember his name now. Taylor Twelman uh, said, uh, shocking to me that Stephen Clark wanted to take a cute touch in regard <laughs> to the goal. Just so condescending um, the way he said it and uh, bringing up last episode. where Jonathan wanted to take a cute touch with Ridgewell. Yeah. <laughs> so... Another interesting thing that I noticed from the broadcast was, you know, as soon as that goal was over, was the the rising sun flag, uh, which, again, uh, I love the flag for the celebration of what it is. But, I mean, obviously the right decision uh, to, to stop flying that flag uh, for what it stands for outside of, you know, the fun Timbers, um, you know, Timbers Army take on it. But... It just brings back uh, all those random online memories of fighting over should we keep it? Should we not keep it? What does it mean? That's weird. Well, they, I mean, the, the they still fly that flag on some of their ships, I believe. Uh, yeah, and they murdered a lot of people. Uh, yeah, like we've all murdered a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I not in, I not just, in the name of religion, though. Japan conquest was not in the name of religion. That was in the name of fascism. Yeah, that was in the name of, of divine right. I guess. Yeah, that. So, like, I love the flag, but uh, when I was watching people defend it online, and you know, oh, here comes the PC police, uh, and I was like. <laughs> It's not what it means. It's not what the flag means. Get over it. Uh, and I was like, that's the same argument people use for the Confederate flag, uh, the heritage, not hate argument. And it <clears throat> like my initial reaction was like, oh, we shouldn't get rid of that flag. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You just think about it objectively for five minutes. 
before you start typing comments on Facebook, um, you should reasonably come to the same conclusion that probably a bad idea. Well, it's also um, the flag of Malaysia or something like that. They have like a different colorway. The exact same flag? Yeah, it's just, it's a rising sun, but it's like it's a different color. It's a different color. It's not white and red. It's got two different contrasting colors. Graphically, it's a it's a great looking flag. Um, I it wish is. we could have figured out a way to modify it. And I mean, because there's nothing wrong with the sun rising, but uh, no, but there's yeah, there, there are ways, but yeah. no one's reaching out to professional designers. I don't need professional designers to do that. Okay, then I'll just come up with it. Uh, well, we did. I mean, I, oh, I can recall. Look at that. I just made a new flag right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were people did do float designs um, during the discussions. It's just that the the people who made that and carried that in just were not involved in those discussions, or they decided not they didn't want to do any of that. Then it's time to get rid of them and find some new people. Well, I mean, you're free to make your own flag, I suppose. I don't sit in um, TA. Well, they could do a key bank one, and it could just be like a giant glass of green and gold champagne. (laughs) Just a big stick art, uh, um, yeah, stock art photo of just like two cool guys drinking champagne (laughs) from like Windows ninety five stock art. Yeah, Uh, Um, Sounders Tifo always looks like it's stock art. Art. It all. It is stock art. It's always terrible. Looks like it was some. You can tell in two seconds if it's been. Hand drawn or bought or sponsored or by Delta. <laughs> Passion sponsored by Delta. We should we should go fight them, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I got a lot of track jackets. I'm yeah. fully down the fight. <laughs> oh man! Um, so, Randy, this is going to be a, a question for you uh, in conjunction with another thing I could hear on the audio broadcast. So, obviously, you could hear the Portland Boys chant loud and clear on the broadcast in the seventh minute. And again, me personally, uh, I like the, the, the chant itself. I don't associate it uh, personally with rave culture, but I don't like the chant enough um, to fight for it, to have it, uh, you know, be an issue for someone else who does take it to heart. So I, uh, I'm totally fine with, with not using it, but Again, like the audio broadcast, the entire time it's just Timber's army. You couldn't even hear Columbus. Was there any organized like chanting from Columbus, or was it a bunch of Heartlanders who were drunk on their Bud Light? I have a, a vague. It's hard to chant when you're throwing your beers on the pitch. I have a vague memory <laughs> of 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 some chant at, at at some point, but it was it was not like us where it was continuous the whole match. Um, and getting back to Portland voice, we could probably add this to our, our buzzer list of things we never need to talk about either. Um, but I, I enjoy that chant because on, on TV, you can, you can clearly hear um, the part where people are saying, or the part where you go, we don't hear a fucking thing. And that, that tickles the adolescent in me. Um, and I know raging feminists who love that chant. Um, they modify the words uh, to say, um, shag your men and steal your beer instead of uh, women, but um, yeah, well, I guess we, we won't get into that. Um, I mostly just love it's, it hasn't been labored at all. <laughs> I mostly just love hearing the f word on on uh, broad nationally broadcast games. That was my my takeaway from that. Josh, any opinions? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, why are you? Why are you here? Uh, I don't know. I've been trying because I'm the one who has the password to Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should talk about. We should bring that. We're still using Zencaster. They're still letting people use it for free. Um, yeah, they're a proud of sponsor of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. And thank the, you guys. Support out non-sponsor and. Jonathan's using his brand new microphone. Oh yeah, oh. guys! I forgot to talk about this. This is the uh, the company is blue and the model is the Yeti. Um, I was gonna order the same microphone that Josh and Randy have, but that one was on back order because every fucking nerd and their mother okay. is ordering. Stuff Listen, to, tell tell cheap. the truth. You just wanted to get the slightly more expensive one than than yeah. the one that we have. You had to, oh, you had had to, to one up us. That's not the truth. I mean, that's that's assumed. Anything that Randy and Josh buy, I'm going to buy one version better at a minimum. Uh, so mine has fabulous jewels on it from Margo, though. So ah, bejeweled and bedazzled. Yeah, I do not have a bedazzled or jewel encrusted microphone. Uh, I had to arm arm wrestle my 14 year old son to get his away from his computer. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, Dad, I'm going to be on Twitch in like 10 minutes. Stop your stupid podcast. No one listens anyway. <laughs> no one cares about your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're such an but, asshole, Dad. Yeah, Dad. Dad, why do you suck? You're not even punk. Dad, you're old. I know. You're so not punk. <laughs> yeah. Nice skateboard, Dad. We watched... Uh, last night we watched... Um, we had Freaks and Geeks on DVD, and we watched oh, the episode where uh, Daniel tries to, to take a... Has a brief foray into becoming a punk rocker, and uh-huh. um, my, and, and that episode is like near and dear to my heart. And my kids are watching, it and they're just like, "This is stupid." Yeah, and you're like, so "Well, you have to go stupid. through all the, all the different phases yeah. he went through." And Simon's like, "Why is he doing that to his hair? That's so dumb." <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, my man. worst nightmare. My youngest son is like a total jock. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you guys are gonna have to fight one of these days. <laughs> he got the, yeah. we got him the. Uh, he's he's got the EA Sports or the EA Games Pass for his Xbox because he got bored of all his games because he's playing. He's getting way more screen time than he normally does, um, and so he's he's downloading like all these like he's you know like NBA. He's downloading Madden, and like you know like yesterday morning I woke up and like he's playing hockey, and he's like, "How do you make these guys fight?" Like, <laughs> you look like, at a wedgie, those nerds. The worst. The worst. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah. you got to get him watching stuff like Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, but he's growing up around a bunch of weird old punks. Yeah. So he's going to fully turn out the exact opposite of that. Actually, they really enjoy uh, Search for Animal Chin. What the fuck is that? All right. It's old skate video. Kyle Peralta. Oh, right. Rest in power, Jeff Grosso. Ooh, yeah. Another. That's a sad one. And also rest in power, Larry Stevenson, the inventor of the kick, uh, the kicktail, inventor of the kicktail, and the man behind the company, uh, Makaha, or is it Makaha? I don't know how that's pronounced. Um, that had the first professional skateboard and the first professional skateboard model. He I think it was Makaha. Uh, there's an extra syllable in there. Right, but I think um, that's how it's pronounced. Randy, if, if your kids are falling off a jock ledge, I mean, you got to move <laughs> One of them on is. to... Uh, the other yeah, one's falling off a VR nerd ledge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, an, that's a very interesting dynamic at home. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the, the classics, Gleaming the Cube, Pump Up the Volume. Like, those are... Come on. I prefer yeah. thra- Thrashing to Gleaming the Cube. Any skate video back in the day was badass. Gleaming the Cube, I didn't like that much either. It, it seemed... I know it got everyone into skating, but it was no rad. That's all I'm saying. Um, it was that. no Thrashing. Have you guys seen Thrashing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you, Josh. No contest. Why? Because I don't... Why? Gleaming the Cube was a masterpiece. And you all can go fuck yourselves. It's awful. It's awful. (laughs) It's awfully good is what you meant to say. (laughs) Speaking of of awful. Well, no, we're not off track. It's a good purpose. Speaking of awful, how about the awful tackle from awful? uh, He had two of those. He should have been uh, thrown out of the game. He literally climbed on that guy's back, on two different players' backs. Uh Uh-huh. Arms around their shoulder, like trying to get a piggyback, like not like in a situation where someone's backing into him. I mean, he ran over and jumped on guys twice. I it cannot was believe. Awful. <laughs> yeah, the it, it was the first one was in the 16 minute where he literally rides uh, via Fania like a bull. <laughs> uh, he jumps on his like he's straight up like you uh-huh. know piggybacking on via Fania and no yellow card. Not playing the ball, just playing the man. Should have been a yellow. And then that second one where he just, you know, tackles Ridgewell. Completely nothing to do with the ball. And he finally gets a yellow. But he looked, like, on the replays, just so dejected. Uh, He did not look at all like he was into it. He Um, looked a little gaunt, too. Yeah. Yeah. They they weren't calling anything for a while there. No, and that was a chippy game. There were some hard fouls. There was another one that I saw. Including including, they weren't calling out of bounds or on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of things uh, that I now wonder what would be different with VAR, specifically that goal or um, that the ball was that far out of bounds and not casually out of bounds, but anyone could see that. And I am uh, I'm an honest fan where if we got a call that we shouldn't have, I'm like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have gotten that where I'm not going to try to go back to another thing. Well, they messed this up and this up. So that's good for us. Like it's a bad call. Like it, it shouldn't have been. Um, it may not have changed the goal uh, in terms of if they just were, um, you know, if it was a throw in, um, so actually if that would have been out on the timbers. But the, the rule um, is if it's an, if it's I think is if it's involved in the run of play or something like that. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they would have called that back either, because it wasn't yeah, a, because it's they look for fouls. I think I don't think they look for that because uh, that's not technically a foul, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. And so, um, so maybe it would, um, it wouldn't have mattered with VAR just because it was a mistake from the referee on the field. But another thing that's interesting too is like. Uh, there were a lot of no replays on the broadcast. And there were quite a few times I would have liked to have seen a zoom in on a play. There were a few uh, potential handballs in the box. that Parker definitely had a handball uh, in that sequence where the ball bounced around. It hit off the, either the the post or the um, crossbar. Oh, that was in the, like in the 60th minute. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, it, like, I was like, that's gotta be a handball. And again, they didn't replay it. There was a tackle on Adi in the um, in the 58th minute where it was a two-footed from-behind challenge on Adi with just no replay. And I couldn't – like I would say like the – I could probably slow it down on my machine to watch it, uh, but like it's not a good view. 
And I just wonder how many things would have been different uh, with VAR like that, like generally two footed challenge from behind. Um, it might be a red card. So it's always a red uh, card. They, they might have called back that second goal. They might not have, but they probably should. They would have given us that handball too. So I think it's a, what they call a fair result in the biz. They call that a fair result. <laughs> the biz. I'll take a fair result. Um, so uh, the other thing that I thought was pretty funny uh, from the game in general was in the 53rd minute, there was a collision involving Valeri and he laid on the ground and Columbus kept playing. And like your immediate reaction is, oh, come on, guys, like kick it out. Like he's clearly injured. And then the second the the possession changes, like he jumps up. up like a <laughs> – yeah, like all of a sudden he got hit in the head. Um, it was a head injury. I he think. did get hit in the head because right after yeah, he, he so good. Right after he pops up after like, that after the game gets pa- after that play sort of passes by him, he starts rubbing his head again. Yeah, I definitely think he was uh, a head injury, uh, and again under new protocol that might have been stopped. Yeah, um, I doubt it. I mean, uh, they but, always seem to get that wrong. But if there's a real injury, the mad. players do kick it out no matter what. You know, if most of the time, like most of the time, if they actually see if everyone time. sees it, but like right. someone will always like scream downfield to them to kick it out if it's actually something bad. Can no matter imagine, what I mean, team, I is. have to imagine that Columbus was just like those guys were probably just pissed at the way that oh, yeah, the game totally. was going, and they were they were I could see it being them being you know as collectively being like screw that we're just gonna play or unless you're Osvaldo Alonso and you just don't <laughs> care about the person you just punched in the back of the head and you're gonna continue to run with the ball right um uh and then I'm trying to think of like any other things like um that made me happy about this game in general and I think one of the things that made me happy uh, is how bad Lucas Milano was uh, <laughs> he had and- the cross he had the assist yeah, I mean, and congratulations. He had that, he had that um, one amazing sort of breakaway where he dribbled through four guys and then was passing to Wallace and and Adi intercepted it and took like a half-hearted shot. I mean, that was a pretty that, fantastic um, sequence up until the part where the pass got intercepted. Just not, like, not good. I don't care. <laughs> Even if that was like, you, like, great, you dribbled through four guys and nothing happened. Yeah, well. I'm not going to argue. Five with you million dollars. <laughs> Watching the um, the playback of that game, I was surprised at how late Rudy came into the match. Because um, I, I, in my head, uh, you know, my recollection was that he played a much more significant part of that game than he actually did. Um, watching the replay, what minute did he come on? He came on real late. It might have been even stoppage time or right before. Uh, but after after the match when we won, um, I believe he was climbing on top of the the goalposts in our end, and you could see him having a heart to heart with with Porter down by our end. All those guys were they all came down to where the Timbers were, and they were they seemed to be real. Uh, it looked like he was crying. Um, it looked to, they looked like he was real emotional with Porter, like because um, even was, at that he point knew that was the end. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I think everybody, I mean, they had already, it had been talked about already how he was going to have to leave no matter what, because he was on that weird, we picked up his contract from Toronto and they had some balloon payment structure and he, and he was, his 
this that following year, the 216 year or 2016, he was going to have to be paid more than we could afford under the um, under the yeah, current. Yeah, because I mean, we spent really good money on Lucas Milano under so the current rules, and we were going to have to, without <laughs> ditching one of our DPS, we were we were going to have to ditch him. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Keeping Milano, it made sense. It was that was a good trade off. <laughs> So much potential. Yeah. That bummed me out. We already talked about him on a previous episode, but um, just glad that he is not a part of our equation anymore. And when he posted that dumb shit on Instagram, when it was like the drama happening, when he was on the roster, but not making the roster and he posted a picture of popcorn and it's like, Ooh, you dick bad form. Um, (laughs) uh, And then another thing I took away, like my takeaway from this game is, um, how much I dearly miss Darlington Nagby as being a Portland Timber. And again, he's not one of those players where he's scoring, you know, 20 goals or 20, you're having 20 assists in a season. But, but he is playing to the whistle and taking that ball that was out of bounds and, and, and moving the play forward when the rest of the Columbus crew is sitting there. His play is beautiful. He's calm. He's collected. When he has possession and someone presses him, like he doesn't panic. It's not like a try to do some crazy stupid footwork move or whatever, he'll pass it back, which in passing it back isn't always the most exciting. Um, but it just the way he was able to do that in specifically that game, but in any terms of my memories of him playing was uh, it, it just like he plays the game the way you're supposed to play it. And he can make the right pass when he needs to, um, but he's not afraid like to – you know, run straight at you with the ball. He can do everything. And that was a, it's a bummer to see him uh, leave. And uh, I wonder if Columbus, assuming this, uh, that Donnie Garber is right. And the season does pick back up. If Columbus is going to like Porter is building a machine. So, so he said it was always his dream to play in Columbus again at some point in his career. Said nobody ever. (laughs) Except for Darlington (laughs) Nagby. He he literally, those guys had to be, really stoked him and Porter. I'm sure they, that was where they're both from. They had their families at that match. Um, that was probably just an amazing experience for them to be able to celebrate that win in, in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I still hate the Chevron kits. Those kits are garbage, uh, <laughs> but I did just finally buy one, even though I hate it. Um, Someone was selling one on uh, some internet group for super cheap, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll add that to the." What is it? The, Do you have a replica or authentic? I don't buy replicas, Randy. Come on, <laughs> why they fit your fat ass a lot better? Uh, they do. Um, so you can wear like a larger and XL in a replica and it, and it works out if you get a, a authentic fit. Um, Those Chevron kits were shown up at Ross for like three years afterwards. Yeah, they're not good. Um, so uh, does anyone else have anything they want to talk about from the game? How about after the game? After the game? Yeah. After the I game. Went to sleep. <laughs> well, af- after the game, uh, people were talking. You know, we knew there was going to be some celebration somewhere. And um, just hearing it from random people, uh, we found out that we were to go to this specific bar, which I can't remember the name of it in um, Columbus that somebody had recommended. And so um, we go there and it's packed and um, 
it's rowdy, but uh, and everybody's drunk, and I'm looking at the the TV screens, and I'm like, why are they why are they playing the the Tonys at a sports bar? Because I didn't even really pay an, an attention to what the bar was that we were at. But I'm like, and through my alcohol haze, I'm like, why? Why is this? Are the Tonys even on tonight? It's like a rebroadcast of the Tony Awards, and it's at a sports bar. This does not make any sense. And then I sort of look around, and then I'm like, oh, okay. There's a couple drag queens. We're not at a sports bar. We're at a drag bar. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get on a plane. I'll see you guys in a minute. What? That was supposed to be funny. I was going to try to go to the drag bar. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that that little that, funny. that bar was not. They were not prepared for, to be overrun by a random group of people in green jerseys, being really loaded and excited about sports. But uh, they were very gracious, and everybody had a good time. And there was even there was some karaoke, um, and then they must have played. We are the champions about a million times, um, and, and the whole bar would be singing it out of key. Um, I still get goosebumps whenever that song comes on the radio and I'm in the car because it, it's it's uh, tied to being in that bar and singing it with everybody. Um, Merritt Paulson picked up the tab for a couple hours. Um, you know, we went, at one point, we went to the bar to try and order something, and, and somebody and the bartender was like, "Nah, it's." This guy's got it. Every, or somebody called in a credit card for everyone, and so um, that was quite nice. I feel like if I ever meet him in person, I'm gonna. I would like to thank him for buying me several drinks that night. Um, it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Fantastic. I'm glad that me and Josh were able to take part in that party as well. I know. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> yeah. Just Real get your cool priorities meeting. straight, guys. Get your priorities straight. Hanging out with my eight-month-old. Um, that's actually how my sister-in-law became a rabid Timbers fan. She was watching our kids while we were there, and she decided to tune into a Timbers match for the first time in her life while our ki- with our kids while we were at the match. And uh, now she's a season ticket holder. You don't want to watch the best match. Like <laughs> it's been all downhill since then. <laughs> you didn't bring your kids to the game with you? No, I did not. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> I- Perfectly sensible monster. That's fair. Uh, if you're going to get liquored up and get sauced, like you might as well um, not do it with your children. Yeah. Um, I stayed at an old high school friend's house who lives in Columbus, and you wouldn't want to inflict and seen him in like however many years. Um, so, because I went to high school in the 20s, and um, I didn't want to inflict our kids <laughs> on him. He's lying. It's 18, and this is our kids. We surprise. We brought them too. Yeah, did it's like, and I brought chickens. Is that weird? Um, <laughs> uh, you have to bring them on the plane. Yeah. Uh, what was so, like, Randy, did you drink from the cup that night? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the cup there. Uh, there was a there was a, a motion at some point to go to the hotel where everyone was at. Um, that was made available as an option. You know, they told, we knew where it was, but. At that point, it was like super late, and we had to fly out the next day, and so we decided to skip I, that. I really, when I saw like the videos of people drinking from the cup, and like Caleb Porter was like, "We're all drinking from this cup tonight," and I was like, "You're all gonna get hepatitis tonight." Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm <laughs> not. A, You're so sensible. Yeah, I'm like, no, 
no chance. Doesn't the um, alcohol kill that? Uh, not if beer. If you're um, drinking rubbing alcohol, maybe. Yeah. If you yeah. have Everclear, maybe. Um, uh, and like 200 uh, proof. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about Thailand at another point um, where we chugged a bunch of hard alcohol to kill whatever we had just eaten because um, <laughs> I was pretty sure we were going to die. Um, uh, not that that works scientifically, but it made us feel better. So placebo effect, whatever. Um, so any other stories related to post-game party and crazy? Oh, I, I forgot one pre-game story. We... We flew to, we had a connection in Chicago at six in the morning. We flew, we had like a red eye flight from Portland to Chicago. Um, six in the morning, we arrive, and then there's this older couple um, waiting to get on the plane from Chicago to Columbus. And there's a, there's a few Timbers fans at that, and you, you would see them randomly in the airport, you know, the, the, the no pity scarves and whatever. So that was fun. But uh, this older couple's there, and, and, it, we are sort of sleep deprived and I'm, I'm looking at them. We're sitting across from them, you know, in the little aisleway waiting to board the plane and we had time to kill. And I'm thinking, well, that, and they're all, they're all decked out in Timber's gear. And I'm like, I'm like, huh, that does, that's doesn't, they just didn't strike me as your typical, um, you know, traveling Timber's fan. And, uh, start, we'd start talking to him. We strike up a conversation and, and they were telling us about other MLS Cup matches that they've been to. Like, oh, we've been to one in Colorado. We've been to this other one, and I think they said Salt Lake City or something like that. And we're like, like what? It was like, and I'm in my in, in my sleep dep- deprivation. I'm like, this that's why that's completely random. Why why would they? I'm, first of all, I was shocked that they had been to that many um, cup games. And then at the sort of random sampling of the ones that they had been to, I was a little bit more, I was scrub, um, scratching my head a little bit puzzling. And then at one, finally, I think it was um, the woman says, well, well, can you guess whose parents we are? And, and Gretchen's like, it's Nat Borcher's parents. <laughs> it totally was Nat Borcher's <laughs> parents. They, no they way. Were, yeah. And those guys were so friendly and so nice. And they told me, things about Natch's, Nat's early career that they probably should not have told me about, um, about, you know, the, uh, you know, having to do with the amount of money that, that he was not making when he first started playing as a professional soccer player. Um, uh, and then certain players, uh, you know, Nat apparently did not um, think very fondly of uh, Ka because Ka was a, a dirty, a bit of a dirty player in the set pieces. No um, grabbing privates and things while <laughs> during during headers during the corner kicks and things like that, but uh, casual Tuesday to me. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Those guys were they were over the moon to be able to to be going to this cup match to see their son play, and um, they were they didn't they were willing and able and to talk about anything that you wanted to talk about, and it was it was great to meet those guys. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been I nerded out and got them to uh, pose with a picture. So, That's... did either of you guys go to the parade or the one in the stadium after? No. My my big regret. Yeah, you know, I love that whole time. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the highlights of my life. Does that sound pathetic? 
but uh, it yes. was yes. <laughs> it was an amazing time. Um, when I got back, when we finally got back to Portland, I was sort of so you know drained, um, you know, emotionally and physically that I was like, ah, I'm just gonna skip the parade because that's for you know I, I got to experience all you know there in person and the parades for the people that didn't get to experience it. But um, after seeing how big it was, I, I kind of I wish I would have gone to that too. Yeah, it was um, it was fun. It was rainy. There was a lot of people, and I don't know. It was just one of the you know not being able to go to the match. Like that was really the next best thing for me at least, because you know like who doesn't love a parade? Mostly like a championship winning parade. It was super fun. Yeah, didn't Ridgewell have something to say about that too? He did. He was blown away um, by. Uh, the amount of people that were there for a parade. And he had talked about how, uh, you know, in the Premier League or Champions League, when you win the championship, that happens. But he did not expect it to be like that in Portland. He figured maybe a few hundred people might show up. And then uh, he was like, just mind-blowing and, you know, everyone drinking. And he was, I guess they talked about Will Johnson um, (laughs) for a lot of foul language related interviews and, uh, and chants and being crazy. And then of course, again, we hate Will Johnson now because he beat his wife. Fuck that guy. Um, he did not, he was, he, I don't think he played at all. Like the latter half of the latter third or quarter of the season. He didn't feature at all in, in the match. I know. No, and that's I. I will give Ridgewell a classy uh, whatever because Ridgewell, like you know, was the captain at that point then. And when it was, um, uh, you know, time to take the recognition and hold the cup up, uh, and it's Ridgewell, like he, you know, found Will Johnson, uh, and they both held up the cup together. So, yeah, uh, I you that was Will was move. feeling bitter, bitter sweet. Yeah, but. No, man, I I forget why I wasn't there. Um, there was some work-related reason, and I just couldn't make it happen. Um, I had but... also gone to meet those guys from their chart. One of the one of the I think might have been after the Dallas match. Had gone to the airport to meet those guys when they flew back from the match. Um, they had a charter flight, so it wasn't in the main terminal. Um, so I. Had, was just kind of like I'd spent too much. I figured it was time to get back to real life. <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, when we later discussed the the other MLS Cup run, which we sadly did not win, um, I will tell you my ninth favorite Liam Bridgewell story. Um, nice. Uh, and uh, and how I was fortunate to be able to get to go to all of the games um, in the playoffs, except for the first knockout round. Um, um, but that's a different story. Uh, and then this will be uh, our episode eight COVID-19 update. Um, for me, and I, I imagine everyone here uh, listening, but for me, Josh and, and Randy, we all work from home pretty regularly. So this isn't all that different from our normal day-to-day operations. Like for me, the only thing I'm not doing is traveling, but I don't go to an office every day other than in my house when I'm home. So uh, this is pretty normal, but I'm really feeling the the soccer itch uh, and um, football manager and recorded or like, you know, simulated FIFA games. Um, You know, it's fun, but I am trying to find ways for myself at home to be more involved in the culture 
And so uh, I did a, a team call last week uh, and I asked everyone on my team to wear uh, a soccer jersey if they had one and come to the team call, like team happy hour with a, a fun sports related story. And uh, and so I wore my black and red Timbers long sleeve um, shirt and I wore my, uh, my vestment and everyone on my team, like they're looking at, you could see like obviously webcams are on looking at me like, what the fuck are you wearing? Whatever um, level of respect you commanded before that beating. <laughs> long gone. They're yeah, like, you put on um, a big piece of like nerd like, culture. Huh, apparently my boss really separates you from the others. Yeah. Trying to explain that to people like uh, people on my team have, you know, MBAs, uh, they're real, like legit intellectuals. Uh, and they're looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, seriously? What I was like, yeah, basically just a jacket full of patches and pins. Um, and people uh, think I'm cool. And these yeah. are non, are these non Portland people? Some of them, uh, nobody in Portland. I am the oh, only, geez. uh, yeah. <laughs> so there are on that team call, there are people from, uh, Seattle, uh, not soccer. Like no one else is really a big, um, uh, soccer fan. There are people who enjoy it, uh, now just based off some stories that I tell, but certainly not, um, actual, like paying attention to every game and stat, but, uh, like Harvard MBA, uh, style people. Uh, and, uh, they're like, okay, weirdo. Um, <laughs> So those uh, those guys are Tanner Ridge people, not not Key Bank Club. Uh, it's Audi Sunset Porsche Suites. Oh uh, right, people. okay. Um, and uh, so, but it was fun, and I got I was I was glad to explain uh, what it meant in the subculture. So if you start getting random hits uh, on websites uh, from places you wouldn't expect it, it's probably them being like, he wasn't kidding. This is real. They actually do this. Um, and, uh, but it was fun. It was cool to share. Like, you know, I, you know, I always talk about personal stuff anyway, or we always do like, we're a very open and friendly team, but like, this is like one area where I'm always like casually embarrassed, but then proud at the same time. Um, and, uh, I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, imagine if everyone who played Dungeons and Dragons in high school, that didn't have any friends all of a sudden fall in love with soccer and they find another reason uh, to, to, you know, do something fun and creative. Like that's the people. And it's, we always find a way to talk about Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg. Oh, Greggy poo. Uh, I sent uh, Greg a very excellent internet video yesterday as, as well as Josh. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. And if anyone <laughs> wants it, uh, just send me a message on Facebook and I'll send it to you, but I will not post it publicly because it's horrendous. And it involves my favorite topic. Um, um, but uh, it's 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 phenomenal. Like it it when I saw it, it I was is. like, I yeah, repeat. Um, but anyway, still, still hold not hope for that poop talk thing song from the soccer touchdown guys. Poop did, talk with. Did we get any? Did they reach out to us? Did we get? We got an email, didn't we? We did. We I we got an email from a fine gentleman, Carrie, who was actually uh, this is going to tie into the the vestment conversation that I was starting to have, um, where uh, Carrie uh, was listening to uh, binge listening to all the episodes while working on a vestment. So 
Nice. Um, I thought that was kind of fun where you're, you know, hearing Travis talk about the history of whatever, or we're talking about our favorite patches or things you might want. Um, and then, so I have a request of any listener who has a vestment. Um, if you are wearing your vestment around your house to try to keep up some of that uh, enthusiasm uh, and, or you're wearing it to a work call, or if you haven't worn it to a work call and you have fun coworkers, you should. Uh, take a, a selfie uh, or have someone take a photo of you wearing your vestment to work um, and send it to us, uh, portlandvanity at gmail.com. And we are going to work on a fun project uh, on this side. And we will not tell you what that is, uh, but it's going to be What if fun. you're wearing 10 jerseys at the same time? Uh, then you would be 800 years old. <laughs> this, this, how, did, how hot was it wearing all those jerseys? It, it wasn't. The, the funny thing is, my, my wasn't constricting. My family didn't even they didn't even realize it when I came downstairs to film that. And this will all make sense in our next episode when we have Travis Diskin on to talk about the um, terrific amount of money that we raised for the Oregon Food Bank. But go yeah. on, Jonathan. Round of applause. Um, yeah. Ooh, Randy, you're gonna have to put in some some extra applause audio there. Um, yay! Yay! <laughs> huzzah! Huzzah! Um, no, so yeah, if you have uh, if you've been wearing your vestment around the house, uh, trying to you know keep in the uh, in the soccer mood, um, or you're wearing it on a work call, take a photo, send it to us again, portlandvanity at gmail.com, and we're going to make a, a fun project. And anyone who sends us a photo of themselves wearing uh, a vestment, uh, we will in turn send you a Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast pin. So, oh, oh dude, um, how many did you have made? Well, yeah, how many did you have made? 100? <laughs> That's not. Right, well, so, maybe I'll, I'll 12 listeners probably. First 10 started over. First 10 people to send. Okay, First yeah, yeah, good idea. Why so cheap, Josh? Yeah, well, because we want to give them 25. to people, and you know, yeah. we want to have a bunch to give to important people, just okay. in case. Do, will I ever get one of those? <laughs> no, I always said important people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this why you're trying to get me to go to your house? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's a different story. Uh, uh, so, so the first 25 people who send us a photo of themselves wearing a vestment for a work-related reason at home, we will send you a fun Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast pin that we just had made up. So if you send a photo, uh, include your address, and then when uh, I get home, I will do a uh, appropriately socially distanced uh, 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 postal run, and you will get a pin. I forgot to give you ample warning about this, but... Uh... How can the people get a hold of us? The people can get a hold of us by emailing us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. They can also leave a voicemail at 503-583-4235. What does that spell out? Balls. Balls and boobs. Oh, no. No, no. You made me ruin the whole thing by saying, what does that spell out? I'm sorry. <laughs> Feel free to get a hold of us. Wait a second. Say Josh. Well, hey. How can the people get a hold of us? They can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. They can also leave us a voicemail at 503-583-4235. We are available to chat via Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is at Portland Vanity, and Twitter is at 
PDX Vanity Soccer. You can also find us and subscribe because subscribing matters on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. This episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast is brought to us by dog food. Dog food is great. It feeds dog them, dad. it makes them happy. Dog food. Uh, and tennis balls. Dog food. Stuff for dogs. Um, that's it. I'm out of here. This is Randy. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Josh. Bye, I'm Jonathan. This episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Slack and Google Documents. If you would like to share agendas for a shitty podcast with each other and converse about it, that is the right tool set. That's the take that we keep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) End of podcast. Where the end of the podcast is. Dude, those outtakes are going to be fun. Put some podcast in your mouth right now. We can use it. it We can use some of those. Follow it. It, It's podcast time, everybody. Uh, So we'll have Travis on next week. Travis is on next week. Um, well, I only really care about the final day of this, uh, raffle and I hope that I win. What are you trying to, what are your, what's your bit? You mean you entered a lot. I mean, yeah. If you want me to, I can do the final day and make you win. (laughs) No, Jesus Christ. Uh, You know, we're still recording. Hold on. Yeah. We used to normally play them in the heart of summer. So it was really tough place to go, you know, especially for me. So some right ding dongs. Loved it. It was quality.